We continue with the Daily Sports Feed on ESPN Harrisonburg. I am Dave Rigert. It's a pleasure to have you along. Let's talk some James Madison basketball now and continue our conversation with Shane Metlin, as we do every single week at this time. Shane, how are you, sir? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Again, Shane from the DNR, as always. And Man, we talked last week at this time on this segment about how important these last two weeks were, and especially this this last week that we just witnessed, how important it was for James Madison basketball. Both the men and the women, they controlled their own destiny, and they both go 2-0. and The women get two road wins against teams they were tied with going into last week for second place. The men played teams around them in the standings and get two wins at home. Uh, first of all, just a, a tremendously, <laughs> just a tremendous week for JMU basketball last week. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't have really drawn it up any better to maximize the interest and the uh, the meaning for the last couple of weeks of the season, and then also have your team step up and get the wins that they needed. And um, you know, the it, it leads into a huge week this week. But you know, last week could not have gone any better if you were, uh, you know. If you're a fan of JVU, you're Jeff Bourne in charge of both these programs. Like anybody associated with, it has to be pretty thrilled with how last week went. And it's I asked Coach Bankton this last week. I know they don't think about this, but it's just amazing now covering these teams and the races they're in, the excitement that there is right now for basketball. And one year ago, we're just going through the motions and going to games, and it just it's so it's so night and day from where we were a year ago, and it's so much fun right now to follow these two teams. It really is, and you're seeing it in um, the size of the crowds, the, the interest, the you know, interactions with you know, social media. I mean, people have been waiting for this kind of basketball season around here for a while, and um, you know they've gotten it from the women at times, but they were down for a couple of years, and now they join a new conference where so there's already excitement for that, and have a lot of success across a lot of sports. But I think basketball is one where to see it at this level maybe is somewhat of a surprise and um, something that they've just been waiting for for a while. And, you know, to have that brand new arena and everything, it's all kind of coming together at the right time. Yeah, it really is. And, and I guess it's kind of what we expected going in, isn't it? We, we, we thought both these two teams could probably compete for a championship. Yeah. And I think, you know, you and I did people who like, you know, are paying attention, but um, I would say JMU fans, especially like on the basketball side are, awfully snake bitten about things <laughs> over the years. Um, teams they thought were going to be good underperforming, um, you know, other things, injuries, bad luck, missing out on your conference tournament, all kinds of things piled up and uh, uh, through the years. And I think they're always kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And so far this season, it really hasn't. We're down with Shane Metlin from the Daily News Record talking JMU basketball. And I know you were pushing your story that you put out this summer about how um, you want how the Sun Belt is trying to push for basketball to be better and be a multi-bid league and all that. And is it amazing to you that the as good as the Sun Belt has been this year? I mean, it's it's it seems like this. I don't know. It the, it's no comparison to the CA. Nothing against that league, but the Sun Belt basketball is way better and, and from top to bottom. Are you surprised by by what we've seen in the league this year? To some degree, I mean, I think you know a team like Southern Miss is a big surprise yeah. that they're winning the conference and as good as they are. Even them, though, I thought they would be significantly improved from last year. And I thought with that, you know, JMU, Marshall, Southern Miss, ODU are all four programs with a lot of potential that had rough seasons last year for a variety of reasons. 
you kind of expected them to raise the bar in the conference. I don't know if you expected them to be immediately some of the best teams in the league. Um, so I think that makes a big difference. You definitely see in that, you know, just in attendance, those four teams lead the league in attendance by a good margin. Um, so the interest and everything's there. Um, but it's just up, yeah, across the board. The the bottom of the league ranks better than it did last year. They've mm-hmm. got four teams in the top 100 various, you know, rankings right now. Um, so a lot of teams are playing good and um, have, you know, built up this thing. And I don't think it's just a fluke that's one good year. There's definitely been a lot of things that they've been trying to do. They've been trying to travel better. They've been trying to schedule better, uh, doing things. But I think you talk to people around the Sun Belt during the summer and they thought, it was going to be maybe a three, four, five-year process to eventually like be in the mix for at-large bid. And they're not there this year, but scheduling should get easier for next year to have better net rankings and all that stuff. And, you know, a lot of teams are going to lose a lot of talent, but with the transfer portal, you can <laughs> rebuild real fast, like for basically everybody in the league did this year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think next year to talk going in – about being a two-bid league is not necessarily just a fantasy. And I don't think anybody expected that, you know, a year to two years in. Yeah, I'm with you. Again, it's it's been a surprise to me, no question. We're talking to Shane Metlin from the Daily News Record. I thought that JMU-Louisiana game was a postseason battle. I, I, that was postseason basketball right there. That's what you're going to see in the Sun Belt Tournament here, here in a week or so. But um, I thought that was just a phenomenal game. It, it, was, it was an interesting game, but that, that's what postseason basketball is right there. Yeah, I mean, it really was. You saw um, – it was the first time you – JMU here recently had a knack for getting ahead, playing from ahead, hanging on late when the other team gives them their best shot but they hadn't ever completely given up a lead like they did against, um, against Louisiana. It's almost, you know, hard to remember that they were behind for, you know, a couple possessions Mm -hmm. in that game after getting up by double digits, but they just seem to have it in control. Like they have in other games, but like I said, it it did feel sort of like a postseason game. Um, I think on Wednesday it will too, because no question, you know, you're playing for a lot. I mean, these teams are tied. These teams going into these games knowing, hey, the winner is going to move up the standing. The losers go in the fall, and that's about as close to postseason as you can uh, yeah. get. February right now. Yeah, it really. Is. It's, it's the postseason's really even started. I mean, Marshall has a chance to win the league if they would win Wednesday. The Dukes can move up to number two and knock Marshall down to number three. So again, it, there's a lot on the line in that basketball game. And we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Votto Morris, great to see him kind of break out. I go, he got injured, missed a game, had a, that, that stretch at the end of the Georgia Southern game, but didn't play a lot in that game anyway, and then had a three-point game, a two-point game. They need him, if they want to get to the NCAA tournament, make a run at, at the Sun Belt tournament, they've got to have Votto maybe not do what he did on Saturday, but it was fun to see him kind of come out of his shell and really play well. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it was big to see him come out and score like that. I think maybe it was just as big. You talk about, you know, the two and three, 20 games he's had. Uh, I think maybe it was just as big that he let himself, he let it come back to him after, you know, injury and mm-hmm. illness. And he didn't come out and try say like, well, I've got to take 15 shots my first game back. And, you know, they, they do need him to be a guy who, you know, 
who takes less shots, handles the ball a lot and everything for them. But he's just shown a lot of maturity this season. Uh, I think that's a good example. Um, his turnovers, everything's just way down. Um, and then when he shoots like he has been, uh, he's you know really one of the best players in the league. I don't know if JMU is going to have anybody on the all-conference team. They could finish second and not have anybody on the all-conference team. Yeah, you're right. You, like, you look at their stats, but um, he's probably one of the best players in the league when he's playing like that. Good to have Alonzo Sule back, too. I know he uh, he had glimpses here and there, but I, I think we'll see him get a lot more run as, as they continue and he gets more comfortable. But it, they're different when he's back, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you know, you saw it. I mean, he's still only getting about 10 minutes a game yeah. here in these first couple. But they were a big 10 minutes Saturday against Louisiana when he comes in and uh, he gets to bang with the big man Jordan Brown for a little while. He's, you know, one of the guys that Daniel has that, physically can match up with him, even though he's given up a few inches. Um, you know, Mezzi Offerman did an amazing job. No question. Him. But, you know, he's playing 30 minutes a game. He needs he needs that break. And, uh, you know, he got it from, from Bo coming in. He also gets a couple baskets. Um, you know, he's not putting up the, you know, nine and five like he was before quite yet. But you, you see it coming back to him. And, uh, he. Yeah, definitely a guy that they're going to need when they're trying to win three games, three days here. Yeah. You know, what, a week and a half? Yep, about a week. Yeah, it will be a week and a half. And, you know, I, I thought they play a lot of small ball and, and still got away with it because of what Mezzi can do on the defensive end against Jordan Brown. But I, I thought that was interesting that they went to some small ball. And, again, it really worked. We may see some more, some more of that moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it was one way to kind of counter the size of Louisiana, when you know you're you know you're kind of outsized there, so I guess you say, "Hey, but can you chase us around?" Right. And, you know, you got Mezzi playing the five, playing the five, but at times basically playing the point guard. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Like and, you know, you you got a guy who's almost seven feet that has to chase him around, and he was worn down by the second half, and he starts picking up fouls, and he starts turning the ball over. And, um, you know, he finishes with 17 and 10, but that's after having 12 and 7 really early in the game. Mm-hmm. And I think JMU just kind of wore him down, making him chase those smaller guys around and the way they, they uh, made him work on offense to, just to get open. Yeah, six turnovers, too. I mean, that was key when when, when he would get double teamed. He'd lose it or throw it away, something like that. I know that's something that they really worked on, too, with the double teams and trying to just cause some havoc with, with him. So they did a really good job against him. And, again, you can say what you want about the officials. <laughs> I don't think anybody was happy with, with, with the officials on Saturday. It is what it is. It was a six-point Duke win in there now, the number three seed as of right now. Wednesday, that Marshall game, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, uh, it's been a long time since they played, but boy, you, you look at that win that they had without Vado Morris, without Julian Wooden, and they won at Marshall the first time. That's That might be the best one of the season so far. Yeah, I mean, I think it is Like when you consider that, when you consider you know, where Marshall is yeah. and stuff like the net rankings and, and the conference standings and I think that definitely is their best win season so far. Um, you know, you mentioned the guys didn't play. The Carl Molson was still yeah, kind he, of he didn't uh, even score at that point. <laughs> he didn't score. Yeah, I mean, it's the uh, that was a big time win. Um, I think Price saw the potential of the team. Yeah, in that one to get that one on the road. Marshall's been you know playing well. They got some guys who can put up a lot of points in a hurry. It's not going to be easy, but I mean. 
you do kind of have to wonder if maybe this is a pretty good matchup for Jamie just based on that first meeting. Yeah, we'll see. Tavion Kinsey, uh, he is sensational. Andrew Taylor's really – those two guys are really, really good. I'm not sure there's a better duo in the league than those two guys. And they contained them the first time, but you know they'll be hungry and, and try and get this win. But those two guys are talented. Yeah, the, it's the only team in the country that has two guys averaging 20 points a game. Yeah, man. So, I mean, that tells you just how, how, how quickly those two guys can uh, put up a ton of points. You expect a big crowd Wednesday? It'll, it'll be interesting to see. The, the midweek crowds have yeah. been, you know, not as good as you might expect based on the opponent. Um, but you know, I would I would hope that uh, it's a big crowd, and uh, you know, I'm sure the crowd that's there is going to be really into it. Um, and with the design of the building, that can uh, make it seem like a big crowd, even if it's really only about half full. Uh, but the Saturday crowds have been really good here mm-hmm. recently. So I'll be interested to see as big a game as this is a team that, you know, JMU fans are kind of considering a rival at this point. Um, yeah, I, I would hope that there's pretty pretty good turnout. But, you know, sometimes the fans who have to come in from Richmond or, you know, Washington area, it, it's tough to do on a Wednesday or Thursday. Right. Yep. And the Friday game will be Georgia State, and that's a team that is not good right now. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. wait for that one. But they're, they have not won a road game. They're, they're, they're bad right now, and they've lost some guys to injuries. So... Again, we'll see if they can get through Marshall if they can. Should be in pretty good shape to get that number two seed. Women, again, what a week it was for them. Two teams that they were tied with in the Sun Belt standings in second at Texas State at Old Dominion just found ways to win. They weren't always pretty, but they found ways to fight, claw, scratch. They won two big games at Texas State, 58-54. The OT win at Old Dominion, ending the overtime in, on a 12-1 to run. Um, they just they keep finding a way, don't they? Yeah, I mean, you talked about the men's game being like a tournament game that game down at ODU. Yes. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. I did. I watched the end of it. Yep. That was like, that was really like a tournament. It was back and forth. forth. You know, the two teams in first place, you know, that that's an old, old rivalry, you know, especially in women's basketball. Uh, You know, maybe the first time JMU's it's been a long time since JMU's played against sort of a crowd like that on the road. Uh, that that was a really really impressive performance to get that one. Um, to do what they did after falling behind in overtime, too, no question, was you know, just really unbelievable. I mean, ODU didn't get a didn't get a field goal the last four thirty of overtime. Kiki Jefferson goes for thirty in the game. She it seems like she's she's kind of taken over here down the stretch of the season. She has, um, you know, you could say she's taken over. I mean, her numbers are impressive too. But she wasn't the only one they relied on to make big plays yeah. in the in the regulation overtime and everything too, which I think is huge. I mean, yeah, you know, Kozlova's making a you know what could have been a game winning basket in regulation. Right. Caroline Germain, uh, she Caroline she made Germain, some big buckets. Yeah, coming up with plays on both ends of the court. Um, I mean, to have that kind of experience at point guard, too, I mean, that just you know, is so huge for this team and. You know, she's going to make free throws. Kiki's going to get to the free throw line 10 times in the fourth quarter a lot of time, and you know, that's <laughs> really big. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it really does seem to be kind of coming together for that team. You know, and it's it's around Kiki at this point, whereas last year it was like Kiki and four other people on the floor. Now there are truly like people playing around her and also contributing. 
Man, they've they've come a long way. That the stretch where they lost three or four wasn't that long ago. But but they've they've found themselves. Now they've won four in a row. These two road wins were just enormous. But um, they, they've kind of calmed the waters a little bit. Coach O'Regan, um, it's a veteran team that 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 even though they've got a lot of first year players on this team, they've kind of this is it seems like they have really good chemistry. Yeah, and you know it. They do seem to have really good chemistry. They all seem to get along really well. They play together so well. You know, especially considering. You know, there's a time, in a good chunk of the game, Saturday, they've got, you know, three transfers on the floor mm-hmm. with Ian, you know, Jamia Hazel or Peyton McDaniel. Um, lineups that haven't played very many games together, especially when you consider Kobe King has only been playing half this season. Um, just team players that haven't played a ton of minutes together, but still seem to kind of know what the others are going to do. And yeah, the chemistry is good. We're talking to Shane Metlin again from the Daily News Record, talking JMU basketball. The women right now, they have the one seed if the season ended today because they're tied with Troy and they've got the tiebreaker. They get App State on the road Wednesday. They host Marshall on Friday. Again, they should be favored in both. So, that I mean, they're in control right now. I, I think they're going to win this regular season championship. Yeah, because, I mean, like you said, I mean, they should have a really good shot to win both these games. Even if they don't, if somebody else slips up, uh, they've got the tiebreaker with everybody else at yeah. the top. Everybody, right yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, you know, they talk, Sean O'Regan will talk about how, you know, every game, the next game is the biggest game of the season. But when you kind of go back and look at it, they stepped up in the big game. Yes. You look at like how they beat everybody else at, at the top of the conference. Um, you know, now they slipped up a couple times against teams that they should have beat. And, you know, they don't want to do that this weekend. But, this week, I guess we're not playing on the weekend this time, but uh, but yeah, it's um it's really impressive what they've done against the very best teams in, in the league. Yeah, Troy, Texas State, Southern Miss, ODU are all right around uh, the next four teams. <laughs> they, they've they haven't lost to any of those teams. Now then, Georgia Southern—that's the team that has their number right now. Is a row for two, but then Louisiana Marshall. After that, they've got wins. So, um, yeah, it's been a, amazing what they've done. Uh, do you do you think they'll get this done and win the regular season title? I think they will. I do. Too. I mean, you know, uh, they seem to be a team that doesn't feel a ton of pressure right now. Maybe they did like a little earlier in the season once they uh, when they beat Troy and were in first place. I think maybe they did feel a little bit of pressure. Yeah. And they didn't play very well on the road. They lost to some teams they probably shouldn't have lost to. But, yeah, I feel like they're playing loose now. They won in a championship-type atmosphere on Saturday. I feel like, yeah, I feel like they should get it done. And they played two teams that have been struggling. App has lost three in a row. Marshall's lost three in a row coming up this week. And, again, they get App on the road, but they get Marshall at home. I'm sure they'll be glad to be back at home, and that'll be a doubleheader. That could be a big night with a couple of teams uh, coming in and a doubleheader on Friday. So should be a lot of fun. Again, the uh, the Sunbelt tournament begins a week from tomorrow. The Dukes won't play until next Friday and Saturday because both – well. Both should get number top four seeds. I think as long as the women don't lose twice, they'll, they'll be just fine. But uh, both should get top four seeds and be off until the quarterfinals. But sh- this has been fun. This should be another fun week. It's a big week for JMU basketball. Shane, thank you so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Dave.